Yo guys, what's up? It's JB. Today is Monday, the 17th of October 2011. We are three days after the release of Vertigo, which is a new effect from the mind of Rick Lax, a gentleman that happens to be joining me on this podcast today. Rick Lax, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Hi, JB. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you can hear some music in the background of Rick Lax's, that's not uh, Theory 11's background music for this podcast. It's He's in a, uh, a restaurant in Las Vegas right now, so that's where the, the sound's coming from. But Rick is going to join us here. We're going to talk about him, um, his history and magic, Vertigo, and answer some common questions that we've seen posted around the net and in the forums about this new effect. So Rick, can you start us off just by talking about uh, your history and magic, you know, who you are and, uh, and how we got on this podcast together by some fateful miracle? Sure thing. Uh, some of my first uh, memories in life, not just in magic, but in life, uh, going over to my grandparents' house, this is my dad's parents, and they had the best collection of uh, David Copperfield VHS tapes. They had, you know, David in China and David going Niagara Falls, and I would watch them again and again, and I would see the 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 effect that it had on my grandmother. She just loved them, and then when it was a trick where uh, David was getting uh, hurt, like the saw, she would freak out. So from a really early age, I was able to see the effect that uh, magic had on people. And I got into it uh, shortly after, you know, I got the magic set and then there was a magic store close to my house. So I've been doing it my whole life. I did my time table hopping. I did my time doing kids' birthday parties. Uh, But I, I haven't been a professional for a while. And then three years ago, I moved to Las Vegas uh, to write a book, which was largely about uh, magic. It was about deception, all types of deception, but it focused on magic. So I hung out with a lot of magicians. And then, yeah, in the past year or two, I've been getting uh, more and more serious about it. I started creating tricks. I had a, uh, a couple tricks, three of them so far, published in Magic Magazine, but I was, you know, waiting for the right one to, to have a commercial release. And yeah, that first commercial release of mine was Vertigo, which is what brought us together. The first time I remember seeing the effect of Vertigo and that the Facebook video, it wasn't a YouTube video, it was a Facebook video. That's right. And uh, seeing it performed and it fooled everyone. I remember being on the phone with Chris Kenner that day and I was like, does this fool you? Because it really did fool me. And it, unanimously, it fooled everyone. It's this very deceptive uh, effect. And then once you learn the method, it's actually just as cool of the effect as the effect and not in a overly gimmicky non-practical way in a way that wow this is just a brilliant effect it's well thought through from start to finish there's two phases of it um, which you can see in the trailer and you'll also see if you watch the full uncut performance but uh, each phase kind of cancels out the common methods that someone might be thinking of in their head while they're watching it and uh, it gets more and more insane as the uh, the sequence goes. Can you lead people through like what the effect is of Vertigo if they have not seen their full preview yet or the full performance yet? Sure. Uh, in Vertigo, you take out a box of cards, and then you take the playing cards out of the box, and then you set the box on top of the cards. Now I'm talking the, the box is horizontal, the cards are vertical, and then you bring the box, to the very, very edge of the cards, and you let it go, and it kind of suspends off there, almost like a, a, a broomstick levitation, the stage trick. Uh, so then you take the cards back, you show that the box is empty, and then for the second phase, it's the box, the card box that goes uh, kind of vertical, and then you set the horizontal cards on it. So it's the very edge of the cards touching the box, 
and you let your hand go, and this time it's all of the playing cards that are suspended uh, on the empty box. And then you take the cards off, and at that point, you can uh, go into your favorite card trick or your cardistry demonstration, and you don't have to change the cards out or anything. That's a com- that's a good point you made. A lot of people were asking, how examinable is this effect? They're think- I mean, there's all sorts of theories that people might have as to how this works, but they don't. They want to make sure that they don't have to take the whole deck and put it in their back pocket and take out another deck. But that's an important key thing about Vertigo. You can take the cards immediately after they are suspended on the box and go directly into your next effect, correct? Yes. Yeah. That's correct, and you'll probably want to because it's a you know it's a quicker trick. It's really awesome, but as long as you're you know carrying decks of cards on you, you probably have a trick you like to perform anyways. A card trick, and Vertigo is just a great way to go into it. You take the cards out of your pocket, and then as long as you've got the box there, you do this trick using the card box and then you still have the cards in front of you, so then you can just go into whatever trick you wanted to perform in the first place. There's been a few effects uh, kind of similar to Vertigo, not in method, but in terms of suspending playing cards. Matthew Beach had an effect, I think it was called Counterweight. Um, I remember I showed Vertigo to Matthew Beach on video chat uh, several weeks ago. I showed him the rough video, I think, and uh, he loved it. And it's it's obviously completely different than Vertigo and method, Matthew Beach's, but is there any specific things about Vertigo that you, that uh, like, what would you say the key points about Vertigo are that set it apart from any suspension effect like this that's been published in the past? Uh, so far, based on all the suspension effects that I've seen, I've seen some of them, especially in the past two days since Vertigo has come out. I, I think the thing that really sets Vertigo apart is this whole two-phase thing. It, it, it's not just uh, the empty card box balancing on the cards but the cards themselves balancing on the box, which in a way is a lot tougher because the playing cards, you know, they weigh more than a card box. So it's much harder to get a heavier object to balance when it's just resting uh, on the side like that. So that more than anything else is what sets uh, Vertigo apart from all the other ones I've seen. Yeah, I think another key point that I would add to that is that Yes, in the the raw performance video that we posted in the media section this past week, they just see the effect performed, you know, mute. There's no sound. There's no performance. And in the preview video, you know, we're just showing the kind of the climaxes, the cards suspended on the box, the box suspended on the cards. But within the DVD, you're actually teaching a routines, you know, like a way to actually make this into a performance in terms of, uh, you know, you start off with a the box balancing on the long edge of the, you, you've, you know, we're teaching two different routines within the DVD, one of which is a table presentation, the other one's an in-the-hands presentation. They see a performance of these things. Can you talk a little bit about what they're going to learn in the DVD versus what they see in the preview? Sure. Like you said, you'll uh, you'll learn a couple different ways to present Vertigo, uh, and I've got a couple different patterns for Vertigo also. I've got the, uh, the standard one, which is kind of the stand-up performance, and that has to do with uh, physics and a balance point and center of gravity. So I'll give you one presentation you can use for that. Then there's a separate presentation uh, that's done at the table, and there I tie it in to that uh, the, the party game, light as a feather, skip as a board, that you might play at slumber parties. Girls do it more than guys. So that's a separate presentation for at the table. And then also I have a, a third presentation if you want to present uh, Vertigo not as a magic trick, but as a demonstration of skill, a balancing trick. On the DVD, you'll learn a couple other uh, cool balancing tricks using forks uh, and coins and glasses and dollar bills. 
that you can do leading up to vertigo. And these are real balancing tricks where if you do them for people, it looks really impressive, uh, but they'll see, oh, this person's really good at balancing stuff. And then when you get into vertigo, it's going to blow their mind because it's blurring that line between a demonstration of skill and a magic trick. So they won't know what to make of it. Right. So that's a key point because I don't think we mentioned that much on the product page for Vertigo and the details or especially not in the preview video, all how polished this effect is. It's not a half finished idea. This is something that you've shared. I think with you said Joshua Jay, we've talked about in the past and Jason England and a lot of the most prominent names in magic have seen this effect in various forms um, in confidence. And now what people are seeing on the DVD is the result of all of that research and uh, polishing that process you've gone through on this effect and the final product is is in i think bulletproof in terms of when you show this to someone they might think oh i think i know how it works or you know i remember showing this to um multiple people and they'll, they'll think they'll come up with some crazy method in their head that completely makes sense for the first phase maybe and then they see the second phase and it completely rules that out it's, it's kind of one of those effects that is perfectly architected that it, does that it, it's almost like I, I almost want people seeing that first phase and then trying to come up with a method because that's just going to throw them for a loop when they see the second phase because whatever you come up with to explain that first phase in your head, and again, there's, there's a couple of different ways it could be done, and I've seen some of them on the internet, but whatever you come up with will not explain the second phase. And then once you get that method in your head, that first second, you're like, if you're doing it with this, it's so hard to get away from that for that second phase. So I, I think, again, that's what's really fooling people, the, the combination of the two phases. I, I really throw them uh, yeah, off the mark with the first phase. Can you talk a little bit about practicality of this? Is this something that would work for someone that's a kind of a restaurant worker that's going table to table and walk around? Is this something that, I mean, they have to reset before every performance? Or how, how does that work with this effect? Can you talk a little bit about, as a performer, what's the experience like of, of how, you know, how many, is it difficult to make this gimmick? Do they have to buy lots of things? Or, or, or what, what to expect when they get the DVD in? Uh, it's not difficult to make you know you when you buy the the gimmick you're gonna get uh you know the the, the tough uh, along with the dvd you'll you'll get what you need to make this and then everything else you'll be able to to find around your house but the stuff that you wouldn't be able to find around your house theory 11 will uh, provide that to you uh it, it doesn't require a reset it instantly resets and yeah you can do it for walk around you can do it for uh if you're table hopping you can perform uh, it's on the table right there for someone. Uh, and let's see, also there's been a lot of questions about uh, angles and angle restrictions. It's, oh gosh, you, you can't perform it 100% surrounded, but I'd say you could get about 90%. Basically, you don't want look, someone looking either over your left shoulder or kind of under your left arm. There's one angle that for the, the second phase in particular and for the first phase is rough. But I'd say for for ninety percent uh, around you, it, it's good to go. So it is not at all an angle restrictive trick, even though technically th there is one angle from which the viewing would be bad. 
Right, right. No, I think that that's very fair to say. I mean, this is one of the effects that, uh, for in most standards of magic, people would advertise is perform it virtually surrounded. I think you're being very fair and transparent and forthright in saying that, yeah, you can basically perform it almost surrounded. There are some sensitive angles to it, but this is not an angle-sensitive trick. Right. Um, in that you have it on you, you set it up right. one time forever, and you're ready to go out and do a bazillion performances of this from almost any angle in almost any environment. You can, you've an on-the-table setting um, of it. You've an in-the-hands performance of it. You have a skill demonstration. You have a magic demonstration. So what they're getting is really a very polished final product. That's it's a fun trick to learn. I mean, it's a fun thing to play with. If you have, you know, once you set this up and you're ready to go and you've got your gimmick and everything else like that, you're it's a really fun, awesome trick to have and play with, let alone perform, because no one I've performed this to so far has figured it out. It's, it's that polished and and, uh, and tight of an effect in terms of the method and the way that Rick's routine this. Um, Rick, I know you have to run, but uh, I wanted just to add on to this that we've got a lot of other stuff, uh, obviously, in the works from you. So do you want to give people any hints as to what they can expect to coming from your mind uh, next? Uh, sure. I, I think the next thing that's going to be coming out is a, a card control move. And here, here's the downside and the upside to it. We'll say compared to Vertigo. The downside is it's a little more angle sensitive. And then the upside is it looks just like you're putting a card in the middle of the deck and then it's going back to the top. There's nothing you have to do fast like you do in the past, or there's nothing that's fishy looking at all. I mean, again, the angle restriction is the negative, but assuming you're performing it in the right, it looks just like you're putting a card in the middle of the deck and it's jumping right to the top. And I know the moves you're talking about, and yes, it looks exactly like what you're saying it does. It's something that's, we, we watched the original video, and Rick's even sent us the videos of this in slow motion, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, you still you still see absolutely nothing. So there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I can certify that Rick Lax is not a one-hit wonder, a one-trick yeah, wonder. Thank you, sir. And uh, <laughs> he's got a lot of other exciting things that we are very excited to share. Uh, but, you know, please, if you guys have any continued questions on Vertigo, feel free to ask, post in the forums, um, and uh, support what I think is, is really one of the most powerful effects to be released this year, um, and also happens to be one of the most practical effects to be released this year that's this powerful, this polished, and this performance ready. So you get this in the mail and you're ready to go. So thank you to, uh, to Rick for taking the time and doing this podcast, and we will continue to read the forums and answer any questions that we see. And the next uh, few days. Absolutely. Thank you.